Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 293rd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sandy, I'm nervous. What are you nervous about? This is not just a setup. You actually have no idea what I was going to try to tell you on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, Lana's mom is going to be leaving soon, back to her house, and Uh-oh. it's going to leave. It's going to leave uh, just just me and Go- me, Lena and Gordon, for the foreseeable future. Like I've always known that she's going to be leaving and and leaving, you know, fairly soon. Um, you know, within a month. But uh, you know, it's just it's just much more real having like a prospective sure. date on it. But man, the the complexity of how we're gonna juggle our lives now is just it's 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 huge. It's a huge deal. So we've been trying to Lane and I've been talking about different options. And the one one thing that we we were just talking about before we started recording, and we've discussed in the past as well, is having a nanny come in, especially okay. give, you know, given the the era of COVID, not wanting to have him in these large group settings of, of daycare and Another issue is the fact that he's not in a daycare. If we wanted a tour daycare, I'm not even sure that that would be possible at this point. So we would have to be at the mercy of, you know, just trusting the daycare itself and actually not being able to see him. So, for example, when parents go to pick their kids up at daycare at the end of the day, they have to go to the they go to the front door, they buzz in and, and let them know, and then they pat the kids stuff up and send them outside. The parent actually never steps foot inside of the building. So. We're th- we've been talking about having a nanny come in for some time, you know, just a, it'll be a new person, but, and, and of course, and now another person from the outside world coming in and being around us, but still a lot fewer than what we would find if we were put, if we were to put Gordon Gate in daycare. And the complicated thing is that it's so expensive. So for like daycare, for example, we could put him in for like the whole day, you know, we could take him there, let's just say, 7 or 8 a.m. and have him in there till like 5 or 6 p.m. So Lane and I can get all the things done throughout the day that we need to get done. And we might even get a little bit of personal time, maybe not personal time, but just time to like get the house in order before he comes home. And we could do all that for like under $1,500. But if we were to have a nanny come in, even for six hours a day, which is what we've been discussing, we're talking about close to $1,500 a month, maybe more, maybe a little bit less depending on the nanny. And so if we were to do it for just six hours a day, that means that neither of us can work at the same the same stretch of eight hours a day. I actually, I actually work eight hours. Lena works nine because she doesn't get paid for lunch. So we've been trying to figure out how are we going to juggle our day. So basically I would have to, she would have to work an hour, uh, two or three hours when I'm 100% on Gordon duty. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, she would end at like four and then I would work until six while she's a hundred percent on Gordon duty and the nanny's already gone. And it, the, uh, the amount of stress that we'd be under during that period is going to be a lot. But the other issue that I've been th- trying to reason with is how I'm going to handle work because these days I've been working a lot more than 40, maybe not a lot more than 40 hours, but, but I've been working more than 40 hours. Some days I might be working until like, I don't know, 10, 9, 10, 11. It, it's not a frequent thing, but it happens on occasion. 
but I, I am often here until like after six and uh, all that would be out the window when uh, if we're doing this nanny thing, when we are 100 percent on, on Gordon duty, when the nanny's not here, because the luxury that we have with, with Lena's mom is that she like we get a ton of flexibility out of her like she she cooks she cleans she will spend extra time with gordon not like extra in the sense of that we're like paying her or she's on the clock or anything but you know she's not just watching gordon from nine to five she's she's there and, and ready to, to to continue if necessary and um all that would be out the window so the flexibility that i would get with work would be would be reduced immensely and uh -huh. then again we are 100 like all the household duties are 100 percent on us so the cleaning and the cooking is just going to eat even further into our into our hours so the level of productivity that that i would be able to get for work would just be reduced pretty uh pretty drastically so we're trying to figure this out but man it's uh it's making me nervous <laughs> because it's going to eat into a lot of time that i use for you know that i, I use for everything not just my personal time but also work um, oh sure and like even just ha handling Gordon alone on the weekends, like Saturday and Sunday, my body is aching. I'm <laughs> tired. Like I can still get eight hours of sleep, and I'm just tired. I'm not ready for the day when he sleeps. When he naps, it's not it's not long enough. When he wakes up in the morning, I didn't get enough sleep. <laughs> so it's constantly just uh, it's gonna be it'll be a bit tough to um to get used to. That'll be for sure because we we've had we've had help. He's a, a year and um two weeks old year and three weeks old almost now and we've had we've had help almost every single step of the way so it will be quite a drastic turn for us to to be you know effectively on our own and trying to figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna handle him especially as he's like you know he he's 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 kind of become a toddler now he's he's very mobile he walks around he reaches for things that he's not supposed to touch he wants to grab everything off of a table including my coffee two times now yep, um, i remember that yeah yeah um one time it was just room temp water, uh, coffee i can't remember if i told the story in the podcast last week one time it was just room temp coffee but then he actually pulled hot coffee onto himself earlier this week which was not a good look um not like boiling hot coffee but it was hot and enough to enough to make him cry but not enough not not hot enough to like burn him or leave any visible markings but still very concerning today he almost grabbed a cup of lena's mom's tea off the same table so it's very it's very uh he's he's very curious and constantly trying to like do stuff touch things um things that are constantly putting him in more danger than he ever used to be in before so it's it's uh it, it's like it's you can't really take your eyes off him for any for, sure. for too long before he's he's doing something that he probably shouldn't be doing i can't tell however that he's learning like like he's starting to understand certain things that i say so for example earlier today he was doing something that he wasn't supposed to be doing mm -hmm. i was handling that and then he started walking away and I was I was worried that he was gonna go after something else that he wasn't supposed to be touching. So I like, you know, in like a, a more like commanding voice, I tell him to stop and come here. And he actually stopped and he actually walked over towards me. Oh, now, wow. just like what you would expect any toddler to do, as soon as you take your eyes off of them for a second, or as soon as they obey what you said to the T, they start to leave again. So you like come here and he comes here, he touches base and then he leaves. <laughs> so um so I'm constantly trying to get him to stay. You know, come here and don't move until I tell you to move. 
which is probably a little too complicated for a one-year-old to grasp because he just would immediately leave. But he also thinks everything's a game too because he leaves and he's like laughing when I tell him to stop and come here. Like I like I just caught him playing hide and seek, you know, like, oh, I spotted you. You know, you got to go back to base, like red light, green light, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It's going to be a – it'll be – it'll be quite the change it'll be a it'll be a big change and the fact that things are so stressful now even with the help that we have is what makes me super nervous about this coming up because it feels like we've been struggling to stay afloat and i can't imagine it getting any easier so yeah i do i do not envy that especially as he gets older the more sort of uh the more things you have to take take care of while you're balancing work and all that stuff Right. It'll be like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's any, if it would be any easier if he was, let's say like seven years old and in uh-huh. elementary school, you know, if he said, if he had to do virtual learning, I guess we could set him up in the, like in our home office with us so that he's in class and stuff. But I also understand that, you know, having a first or second grader just sit there at the computer and paying attention to the teacher, like, that's not going to work. So now, you know, a parent is pretty much has to be supervising him at all times when he's sitting there learning or supposed to be learning to help him learn and stay engaged and focused. So I don't envy those parents either. Um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I guess it's not really a competition, but it's really tough to imagine the, the like quote ideal age to have a child who has to be home with you while you continue to work from home. Like, I guess a teenager, because they're pretty self-sufficient, they're able to get food when they want and they theoretically should be able to stay focused in front of that computer screen when they're learning and studying. But with a, with such a young child, it's impossible. And so it is on, it's on the the shoulders of the parents to, to make sure that those kids are staying safe or they're staying focused and engaged and doing the things that, things that they're supposed to be doing. The tough thing right now for us though, is just trying to figure out the finances of this whole situation. Um, again, it's not like we're in the worst, pl- we're not in like the worst spot financially, but mm-hmm you know, it is a major cost that we have yet to pay at this point. You know, we haven't had to pay for daycare yet. So the idea of paying for a daycare now or paying for a much more expensive nanny for a much shorter period of time is like, um, regardless of what the decision we make is, it's still a, an expensive one for us that we were not making previously. So I don't know, man, we'll see. It's definitely uh, our our marriage. Our marriage started off pretty rocky in terms of like the hurt, not rocky. Like the the marriage itself was rough. The relationship has been great the whole time, but the like the the hurricane, you know, yeah, choosing to get married um, despite um, only about ten percent of the guests actually being there, and not being able to have the reception or really even the ceremony that we wanted, doing doing it two days ahead of time, and then having to evacuate to to um to atlanta after from florida and you know we've just kind of have to we've, we've had to make these like on the fly decisions and figure things out as we as as they uh, they hit you which is i'm sure the case with any marriage but man this whole COVID thing has not been has not been easy and will continue to not be easy for a lot of people it seems for the foreseeable future like i'm supposed to be working from home now till the new year that that was made official the other day on some level, that's got to make it somewhat easier, right? Yeah, it is. There's certainly less stress regarding, oh, am, am I expected to be back in the office? Like, why would I have to go back to the office if I'm not 
if I'm not essential personnel, like on-site essential personnel. Um, and yes, it does make it easier too, because if we were to have a nanny coming into the house, we I would know for a fact that I would actually be here. Like I'm, I'm going to be around. It's not like we're going to have some stranger in the house with Gordon by themselves. We're both here. So that is also good. And then, of course, not having the risk of putting myself at risk or, or exposing myself to to others and risk bringing in this, this disease to, to my family is also another, you know, nice, nice thing. But uh, at the same, like, you know, considering if if this wasn't a thing, you know, if COVID wasn't a thing, of course, putting him in daycare would still be hard. He, he definitely gets a lot of separation anxiety. He hates seeing either of us leave. You know, mm -hmm. there are times where he where he's just having such a great time playing with us or just interacting with us. And then as soon as the other, as soon as one person has to leave, it could be oh, during the week and we have to go to work or it could be, oh, we're just going to go to the bathroom really fast. He just like breaks down and starts crying. So imagining having to leave him at a daycare center for, you know, eight hours or however many hours a day would be really tough to see him react to that, especially at his age for the first time. But it, you know, not having to worry, not having that major stress of, oh, what could he be bringing home with him each day? And right. of course, considering how sick kids get now, one of the things that we were also mentioning is if we were to have him in daycare, as soon as he had a cough, as soon as he had a fever, which kids get all the time when they go to daycare, he can't go back. Like he has to stay home. They need him. And at that point that we have to, what, what are you going to bring a nanny in? If, if your child is sick, who could potentially be sick with COVID. So at that point now, it's just, oh, we got to take days off because you can't bring somebody else into the house at that point. You can't take them to daycare and you can't have a nanny come in and have them potentially get exposed. So it, it gets it gets difficult. So if COVID wasn't a thing, of course, we would still have to stay home if the kid got sick. But it just would like the level of fear that I would have would just be way less. Yeah, that is... You, it's almost like the small things that are uh, that you got to take into account now. Um, well, I was saying earlier with like him potentially being older is, you know, if he's seven or eight, sure, virtual learning is one thing, but can you really just expect to plop him in front of a screen and like put yeah, slap no. headphones on him and be like, hey, exactly. you're going to study for eight hours while I'm doing work? <laughs> exactly. It's like, right. it's like, Dad, why are you why are you picking up the sticks at lunch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, Dad, you forgot to do lunch. Yeah, because <laughs> I got my stuff done, son. <laughs> He's like, did you though? Do. Did you though? He I goes, will. Nah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, no, exactly though. It's uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. The the the, the and again, like it's really difficult for me to complain. I I feel really I, I really feel bad for the people out there who can't work from home. Like we have luxury. We have the luxury. I'm able to get all of the work done from home that I would be able to get done in the office and the fact that I'm able to save on about four hours of commute time each day. And I get to spend so much time with my son now. Like there were days when I was going into the office and I would come back home. I would, I wouldn't get a chance to hold Gordon throughout the day because I would leave before he would wake up and I would come back home and Lanny had just put him down. So like there were times where I actually wouldn't have a chance to hold Gordon during a day. And, and those like early, like, you know, the early months of him being born, that was kind of devastating or tough for me because, you know, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get home and hold them. And I didn't get a chance to do that. So um, it's been really great to just be there, you know, just be be around him every single day to spend some time with him every single day, play with him every single day. 
um, I love that. And I know that other people don't, like, you know, other people are having much more like concerning stresses, um, you know, not, not making money, not sure if they're going to be able to pay rent or if they're even able to feed their family month to month. So I don't feel, I feel like I don't, it's not fair for me to complain about the things that I'm complaining about. Um, so I do feel fortunate for that and still just trying to, I am trying to appreciate the, the benefits that I am getting out of this because like I said, I'm getting a lot more time with Gordon now than I ever would have if I was going into the office. So there is that. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are, I mean, it's sort of the, uh, this like newfound phenomenon of everyone being home way more. Yeah. I mean, just like, even with like you and your partner, right. This idea that normally everyone's going to work. So you really only see each other in like the early morning and the late evening. Uh, but now it's, I'm not saying it's like speeding up a lot of things, but you're certainly increasing the concentration and dosage of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, when, wait, uh, remind me, when does, when does uh, Landon's mom leave? Um, it, there's not a set date on it, but it's going to be in mid-September is the, is the idea at least right now. Okay. Not, it's not set in stone. So there's a little bit of time. Yes. Just a little bit of time. Yeah, a little bit of time. Get some time to um, have a little bit of time to just kind of figure it out. But like, if if what we are going to do is daycare, that could be a bit late. Like he's been on he's been on some lists at a couple of places, and we still haven't heard back from them. So I'm a little surprised by that. I don't actually know why we haven't. Like I know one daycare center not far from here. He was next on next in line, and this is before COVID. So I don't know if they've reduced or they've stopped taking in new people or if they've reduced the amount of children that are allowed in at any given time, which has forced us kind of further back on a wait list or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like the fact that we've never heard from anybody in the last five months is a little surprising. And well, yes, are uh, people and, are places open though. Some are. Yeah. Yeah. A lot are actually some daycares never closed because people didn't have an option but there are some daycares i think that are only taking like first responders or essential personnel's kids so that's also a thing um but yeah like worst case scenario like if if we were to decide hey you know what we want to put him in daycare and we can't get him in a daycare yet we could still do the nanny option like the nanny option you know thanks to sites like care.com and whatnot we could get a fairly last minute nanny to come in and help for a week or a few weeks or a month or whatever it might Uh be so yeah we got options um you know it's we have we have options and it's not like anything is going to be completely devastating to us but um it will be a change and it will be uh it will be it will be new it will be something to get used to for us so do you feel like if you hired a nanny you would like do covid testing um like have the nanny take a COVID test or like would we take them like frequently-ish to see how we're doing? Uh, Well, let's let's first start, uh, let's say, uh, would you get like an infrared thermometer and like bop them every day? Um, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, it's it's not a bad idea, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I know that some, I've seen some nannies on care.com that, state that they take how you know they take uh 
they do temperature checks and whatever else. Some people are wearing masks when around the parents, not when they're around the kids. Um, I'm not sure. There, there, there are definitely precautions and things that we're going to have to discuss and talk about and figure out with, you know, not just amongst me and Lena, but with the nanny themselves to make sure that we are all on the same page. There's also going to be a set of rules that we're going to have to try to figure out when it comes to just making sure this person is, is taking care of Gordon the way that we want to have him taken care of. It's one thing if it's like a family member doing things with him. It's another thing if if it's somebody that we're paying to take care of him, you know, you know, things like uh, watching TV or being on your phone while like those are things that I do or Landis mom does or, or his grandpa or things like that. If I'm paying you to watch my kid, I kind of want you to be watching my kid unless he's sleeping. I don't really, there's no reason for you to really be on your phone or to be watching, you know, you know, uh, Ellen in the middle of the day. Right. So, well, I mean, sure. I just wonder if that's like, if that's a, if setting that expectation will result in you being disappointed yeah, because of like who, who out there, like how, what, what percentage of the population is going to be okay watching a kid and like not being on their phone for the entire time. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not in the market, so I don't want to know. Yeah. No, I have no idea either. Uh, I'm in the market, but I'm not really sure what, what is the, uh, the norm for some of these people. I do know at daycares though, it's not, it's, it's people, I mean, some daycares at least, they don't want their staff on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess, cause they don't know if, if they have cameras there and, and a parent checks the camera, it's like, what are you like? Are you taking pictures of my kid? Like, what are you doing with, what are you doing with your phone? Are you just, are, are you watching my kid? Are you, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, I don't really know. I think it'll be, it'll be something that we have to grow with and figure out. Um, yeah. But at least I think that's just kind of where our headspace is with it now. Um, again, considering how much it costs and just we do want the best. <laughs> we want the best for Gordon. So um, just got to figure it out. But, yeah, definitely got to be flexible about it, too. Right. We don't want to we don't want to be out the market because we can't find somebody who's willing to accept these rules either. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he's getting so big. He is. I, I I get these um so I use Google Photos and one of the things Google Photos does is send you little notifications or have these like memories. So uh-huh. it's like this this week, you know, last year or two years ago, three years ago, so on and so forth. And so um my one year ago I have pictures of like so I'm looking at it right now, I have like pictures where I was taking pictures of pictures of some strollers. When Lane and I were shopping for a few strollers late, we actually had it. We have a set. Of, we had a stroller that we bought and it just ended up being too unwieldy and we never used it. So we had to go and buy some like much more compact light ones. But I have a picture where I'm holding him and a picture where like my siblings are holding him. His whole body is just so tiny compared to what he's like now. He's so big now. Uh, and despite how big he is now, he's still so small. He's such a small, he's such a small human. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy how fast the time goes i can't believe he's a year old already it was it's almost been a year since i made the joke that he was 17 years and 17 years and 11 months away from getting kicked out the house <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's coming up on 16 in 12 oh, days 16 man. years 16 know, years 17 yeah. months so he gets kicked out the house man he doesn't even know what's going on no he's no clue no clue he's still, he's still living it up just 
sucking on frozen bananas and and uh, rubbing his sticky, grubby hands all over all the furniture and stuff. Oh God, yeah. And so that's what you have to look forward to as a parent. Yesterday he had his like first blowout in a long time. And, oh uh, man. Yeah, I don't know if he was a bit sick or if he ate something or what, but it was a bit it was a bit wet his poop. Which yep. and I and and uh and the worst of scenarios I I'm not the only one with poop stories anymore, bud. No, yeah, you're not the only one with poop stories. I'm just saying I, I yeah, I know. Is, is this my first poop story on this podcast? No, nah, we you talked about a few blowouts before. Uh, okay. Okay. Well it's not my it's not about my poop. It's acceptable when it's a baby. Oh, it's poop. not it's not your blowout. It's not my blowout. No. Oh okay. I had, I had picked him up and put him over my shoulders. So he's, you know, he's on my, you know, his crotch is on my neck uh-huh. and he's drumming on my head. And then I lift him up and I put him back down. And as I'm pulling him back down, I smell poop. And I was like, oh, he pooped. And then I, and then I realized that he's wet. And I was like, oh no. So I immediately have to like take him over to the bedroom and start changing him. And sure enough, it was a blowout. So of course I, I had to take a shower because I just had him on my neck. Oh, <laughs> so I, I have like, I have like baby poop probably just like all up my head oh, and everything. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. I mean, he was happy as a clam. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't seem bothered. I don't know what it was. I mean, but, he's fine. Yeah, he was completely You're not fine. fine. No, it was. It was fine too. You know, you're used to it. You get used to it pretty quickly. But his poops do smell. Like when when he's really small, when he's when he's like a newborn, when he's when his diet is strictly milk, his poops don't really smell. They don't smell bad, at least. Um, they don't smell like they don't smell the way like an adult human's poop would smell. You know, when you walk into the bathroom and you just hold your breath at a, at a public bathroom because someone's pooped there recently. Mm. That that's how you handle his diapers now because he has grown man poop smells. Oh no! So uh, so that's that's how they are now. So the blowouts back then, while are one are while they're gross, you know, just for the fact that they're poop, it's uh it's not like a super stinky smell. Whereas this this is a bit rough. How's this sound for a podcast topic? This isn't what people signed up for, is it? No, but I'm, I'm in. You're it, all dude. in. You're I'm all in. in. Hell yeah, I'm in. I know. I know how you feel about about poops. Yeah, it's uh, it's dramatic. You know. Yeah. It's provocative. It gets the people going. <laughs> it, it does. Uh, well, do you do you have any? So you said you had no, really, no idea what like uh, what was the cause of it per se. No, we were thinking if it was something that he ate, um, if it was so like last night, Lena sanitized all of his um, all of his like food utensils and bowls and stuff like that. If it was something that could have been that could have lingered, you know, if it was like bacteria or something that was lingering in his in his in his utensils or whatever. So we so she sanitized all that stuff. I think she threw away some of the food like the, the from the from the batch that he had eaten. But yeah, I don't really know what it was. I mean, sometimes there's just like really not an explanation for something related to him. Sometimes it seems like, oh, like is he sick? Is he, you know, he's acting up? Something's off. Something's off about him. And um, I guess it's just sometimes there's no real explanation for it, or nothing that we're going to be able to kind of notice or quantify. And so we just kind of accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I can't, I can't say like his. So when I saw the poop, it wasn't like completely liquid. It wasn't like complete diarrhea, but it looked like there was a, there was like, you know, a portion of it that was solid and a portion of it that wasn't. But I was trying to figure out, I was like, maybe he just peed a lot. Like maybe, maybe he peed a lot and it mixed in with it and it became too wet and it, and it caused the leak, especially if I was like holding him up there, maybe it smushed in and it forced it out. 
But um, does he get a lot of diaper rashes? He doesn't get any diaper rashes, actually. He, I guess you he, guys are really good about changing them. Yeah, I guess we we. Ch- I think he had like one or two really early on. Um, what we're really pretty diligent about is making sure he's dry before putting mm-hmm. a new diaper on. So, so um, change his diaper every like two to four hours, and then give him a wipe if it's just pee. Usually, I just use like one wet wipe or one baby wipe, and then um. And then I dry him off. Some most of the time, like we have these like little baby washcloth things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'll use that to just kind of pat him dry. A lot of times I'll just use a new diaper and I'll just fan him off and let it dry up. So yeah. that seems to help a little bit too. But overnight, like we don't change his diapers at night anymore. So he's he's in a diaper for about ten hours a day because it's an overnight one. Are the so, overnight ones a little bit more absorbent? Yeah, they have a lot more absorbent material with it. And then they also have like a double. So like the, normally the diaper straps, I don't know if they're really Velcro or whatever, but that set. Ha- so normally it's like the, the portion from the back that flips around to the front that, that straps in. Uh-huh. Um, the overnight diaper has the portion that goes around the sides from the front. There's also sticky material on that portion. So it's like a double lock on it. So it makes, I guess it stays a bit tighter. He's actually not. He's actually in Pampers standard diapers right now. Pampers in general are seem seem to be much more absorbent than others. So his overnight diaper is actually just a standard Pampers, but that's been working well. He did, however, have a leak last night. So, um, but he was in bed. He was a bit fussy this morning, so he was in bed for like twelve hours, I think, last night, maybe even a little bit more. So that's probably the reason for that one. I see. Yeah. Because those diapers can, he 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 loves to do like an early morning poop. So he'll have all the wetness from the night before, but he'll also oh, okay. have a poop in there too. And and usually that doesn't leak in that Pampers. So, um, yeah, extra absorbent seems to help. How many diapers do you think you guys have gone through? Ooh. Oh man, I don't know. I I don't even know how many diapers he goes through a day. I don't I don't even keep track of it. There was a time when before he was born, Lena wanted to do cloth diapers. That would have been that would have been tough, and mm-hmm. I won't lie. I mean, I mean, the diapers in general; those are not good for the environment. I I'm, I will I will very much admit that. I understand that. However, oh, man, you, don't, diapers, you don't just dude, you just throw them all in a in a pile in front of your house pile. and just uh, burn it. <laughs> yeah, we burn it all um, in the driveway. The cloth diapers would be tough, man. They would be so messy, It'd be so dirty, how, yeah, constantly many, running laundry. If you were doing yeah, that, yeah, constantly not only so, constantly running laundry though, but like. It's heavy soil. Right. So, so how do you wash to, anything else with it? So my understanding is that with the cloth diapers, especially when they poop into them, you have to like – you empty it out into the into the toilet and then you, you soak the diaper in like a bleachy oh, uh, yeah. bucket or something and then you put it in the washer. But you're, you're easily doing one load of, of diapers every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, when he was younger, when he was really – when he was in, you know a newborn – there were days where he can easily go through like I don't know eight to ten diapers, I guess. Jeez. Because he w- he could poop a lot in a day. He can't stay in the poopy diaper. He can stay in a wet diaper, but he can't stay in a poopy diaper. So That's the fair. wet the wet diapers the wet diapers usually you'll keep him in there. Again, it depends on how much he's drinking and therefore how much he's peeing. But the wet diapers he can usually stay in from anywhere between two to four hours. But 
again, like I said, with the poopy diapers, you got to change them instantly. And back then there were some days where he can just have a lot of poops in a single day. So you're constantly changing diapers. Nowadays he poops between one to three times a day. It's really up in the air on that one. Um, I would say we probably go through about, I would say on average, maybe six a day. I'm guessing, but I could be, I could be under on that one actually, but we'll say around six a day. And the numbers that are in each diaper pack actually depends on the size of the diapers. So like a pack of ones has a lot of diapers in them. Let's say that I don't actually know how many it is. Like a box of ones has however many, like 50 diapers in it, but a box of fours, which are what he uses now, maybe have a, like, I don't know, 40, 30 in there. Oh, okay. I don't actually know how many there are. I think that's actually under still, I think it's like 70 in a box of ones or 90 in a box of ones and like Mm -hmm. 50 something in a box of fours. And so, they can go pretty quickly, but diapers, they're not cheap, but they're not like, they're not expensive either, you know? And the, I guess the worst, <laughs> the worst changes are when you change his wet diaper and then like 10 minutes later, he poops into it. Like, dude, you just like pooping into a clean diaper, don't you? Yeah, right. That's his those, thing, again, man. Those got to change immediately. So that's two diapers already. He's like, how do I punk you the best way I, the best way <laughs> I know? He goes, I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. Well, I mean, this was enlightening. I love yeah. it. I love I'm, it. I will really say that. Looking here. I will. So, I will say that we focused a ton on a story about poop from you. Yeah. So we're really starting None to turn the you. tides around. Yeah. Well, a size, a box of size four Huggies little movers from um, uh, Amazon is uh, there are 144 diapers. I believe Gordon is in the snug and dry though. I think. Those are uh, two, 180 diapers in a box, whereas a box of ones for the same price, a little bit, we'll say roughly the same price, 256 diapers in that box mm-hmm. of ones. And then jump all the way up to six and you're looking at 124 diapers. So yeah, it definitely drops for around the same cost. Now, now Gordon, each diaper is about 23 cents. So when he decides to poop into a fresh diaper, that's twenty three cents going into the trash can. I mean, you can just put it on his tab. <laughs> dude's got a big tab already, man. I'm dude's got a you. big tab. Dude's a whale. A, dude's a, dude's <laughs> running a a, quite the quite the tab at the casino. Yeah, yeah. He's living it up though. He is. He's chilling. You can't, He's fine. He can't be bothered with the cost, man. He's living his best life. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, let's get out of here. This is a great story, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.